I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, where we're covering Days of Future Past. And if I was a better rapper, Gary, I'd probably make that into something. <laughs> the, the, uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> you want to, yeah. You're not going to freestyle for me? Come on. That was a perfect setup. Uh, you know... My name is Gary Butterfield, I'm here to say. (laughs) This is going to sound, you can make fun of me for this. Uh, When I walk around my house, I freestyle sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I don't actually think I'm horrible at it. I'm trying to say I'm like good at Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I don't actually think I'm horrible at it. But you putting me on the spot right there just gave me an icy pit of fear in my stomach. And I was like, oh, I can't just do that on mic. (laughs) Uh, But I do it frequently like around the house because you live alone. You talk constantly just to keep the crazies away. Uh, so that is a, a thing I frequently do. How many times have you wrapped the word pocket? Do you think? Uh, quite a, quite a bit, you know, rocket, socket, a lot of things are in the pocket. Yeah. yeah. And then you just have the whole it thing. So you could just go, yeah. all, go all over the place. Yeah. <clears throat> Approximate rhymes did a lot for the freestyle industry. Dude. Let me tell you, did you ever get into yeah. <laughs> like, I know you're not much of a hip hop guy, but like, uh, I used to watch like scribble jams and stuff like that. Did you ever like watch any of that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, um, freestyle competitions are extremely like aggressive and um mean like the whole thing was like to basically Mm -hmm. destroy the other person and obviously like a lot of homophobic and and racial slurs would come out it was all kind of crazy but uh it was like i was always like when it works it works so fucking well and you just can't believe that someone's doing this just completely (laughs) off the top of their head and i love it so fucking much it's so Mm. good I mostly know about that from like Key and Peele sketches okay, about, sure. uh, about that kind of thing, you know, where, where they would talk about that. And there, and also the tweet that is like, uh, um, like about the grandma, grandma come pick me up yeah. from the rap, rap battle <laughs> after they saw you drop me off. I pretty much got destroyed. <laughs> uh, Autumn and I referenced that tweet on a, like a way too often for someone to reference a tweet. Like it's it, we, it, every, like something that will happen. I'm like, Hey grandma, can you come pick me up? <laughs> I just made a devastating rhyme about what the, what just happened to me. <laughs> oh Extremely man! Good. I uh, um, we're back. We're Days of Future Cast Part Two, which is X Men or Uncanny X Men One Forty Two. Uh, last episode we covered kind of the introduction of Days of Future Past. That was kind of an extra long episode because we had to set everything up and also talk about the comic book. Uh, this one will probably this be is a, just fights. This is just a lot of fights. Although, um. Yep. It's it's interesting to me that this wraps up the way it does because like there's no enormous flash of light like it's just like mm. okay just a normal day in the neighborhood for the X Men like it's just like I I really appreciate that it wasn't like obviously it was a a, a crisis or whatever but like the modern day the current day X Men don't really know that 100 percent for sure so like who who knows mm-hmm. yeah I also love the uh, the cover. Again, getting into that, uh, you know, kind of sensationalism that you can do with alternate realities and that being fresh at the time with just everybody dies and Wolverine just getting bodied by a sentinel while a dead storm hangs limply in a sentinel's hand mm-hmm. uh, way into this um, with something behind her. You know, what this like weird little stick is. Can you see what I'm talking about? I I can. It looks like a. I mean, for all the world, it looks like a popsicle stick. So I'm trying to figure out what could. Yeah. 
was like, did Storm get a giant novelty pocky? Like, are, is is like, the is she are they are they halfway through her crucifixion when Wolverine showed up and wrecked the thing? They, they reprogrammed the Sentinels to make them attack uh, those ice cream bars that look like X Men that you still get from ice cream. <laughs> oh trucks. God, yeah, those things were terrible. <laughs> Uh, they're amazing with gumball eyes. Oh, Such man. a horrible idea. Like this tooth breaking piece of gum is frozen. Uh, perfect. Oops. Perfect. I will pay $3 for that, please. God. Uh, but super good cover other than that, that errant stick. Yeah. That I, that I can't figure out uh, what it is. And this is a fun issue. Like these fights are actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I think um, you, I kind of end up skimming a lot of the dialogue because it is so wordy and just is describing what's happening. Yeah. But in terms of just kind of dynamism, um, I like the way that uh, Claremont and Byrne did fights. Yeah. It's, you know, everyone gets a chance to show off powers. They genuinely will do like the, the switcheroo, like they'll do the matchups and then somebody will switcheroo it at some point. Um, and then there's a lot of like smack talk through and also mm-hmm. blob hits a cop, which, Hey, 2020 I'm here for. <laughs> hey, yep. <laughs> I'm like, Hey cab, all cops are blobs. <laughs> blob says um, fuck 12. Welcome to the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, so we get one, like a one page recap which I appreciate rather than, you know, several pages of age of apocalypse style, New York, it used to be beautiful, but now apocalypse's boot is on the blah, 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 blah. Uh, just one page here. And we start with the X-Men facing off against the brother of the old mutants where we left it. Um, we get this little introduction to them and, uh, mystique laying out her dumbass manifesto. Um, Senator Kelly is fond of speaking against the mutant menace. My colleagues are here. Are that menace incarnate? So got him. Cool. <laughs> got him. Got him. Got him. One asterisk. The M was themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a good, good one, Mystique. Also, it's uh, I like, I like this whole thing because the fight scene happens in and around the Senate building. Like this is a, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. A, like presumably C-SPAN is here, right? Like there's going to be a couple of like press people that are walking around getting footage for this, but like, I just really enjoy that this is happening in government building because that's kind of classic X-Men to me for some reason, which I hadn't really realized until we started reading it. So I started reading this today. It's very civic. I, I like imagining that some of the people, the brotherhood kill were baby Mitch McConnell. There you go. <laughs> There we go. Uh, <laughs> Blob just stomping on turtles everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, mama mia. It's a me. Um, Fred Dukes. Uh, so uh, Kelly just kind of calls them out. Like, you, you dare threaten me? Marshals arrest these people, which I think is very funny. Yes. Uh, Extremely yeah, Very funny confident, Kelly. Um, you know, Blob just smacks the marshals away. Avalanche fucks up the X-Men and, and we're in, mm-hmm. we're in the fight uh, and we're getting pair ups. Um, you know, Nightcrawler is fighting Avalanche, but Destiny uh, tells him where Nightcrawler will appear. So he gets punched. Uh, Pyro tries to melt Colossus uh, and Wolverine is about to puncture the fuel tank. And uh, Storm has to stop him by throwing, putting him inside a tornado. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess the idea here is that, because they, they, at some point during this issue, they say, like, well, we don't want Wolverine, like, literally killing somebody in, in front of, you know, trying to, trying to, Senate. in front of the entire Senate, right? Like, that's just going to prove Kelly's point. But, like, he said he was going to puncture the gas can. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, do we just not trust him? Or, like, it seems really weird to to have to do this, like, back and forth between the two of them in the middle of this issue. And I guess that's just, like continuity between you know the rest of the x-men storyline which is 
Storm coming to terms as being the leader and everybody else having to come to terms with her being a leader. And this was Wolverine when he was like more hot-headed and they probably have him being more murdery here to contrast him with the calmer future Wolverine. You know, uh, this was, this was basically Wolverine's trick for all of the early X-Men. Like I'm going to kill this villain and then everyone telling him reasons he shouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's a little tedious, I think. Um, the, uh, so storm, uh, storm does that. Um, he, angel is getting Kitty pride out of the way. And Kitty pride is like, listen, we have to find Sarah Kelly. Like, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. When he dies, it's going to set off this whole wave. Um, I don't give two fucks to, about Blob. Like, take me to yeah, yeah, Kelly. Like, why are you fighting fucking Avalanche? <laughs> Avalanche is like, still a bootlegger in 2013, okay? Like, let's fucking go. We're trying to prevent yeah, he this. he dies really quickly. They didn't even give him a marked grave. I didn't even walk by it in the future, okay? <laughs> like, he's in a big mass grave with the rest of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Oh, like, wow. That's, that, got, that was funny, and then it got super sad. <laughs> Yeah. Um the uh uh so Charles and Moria uh head off uh trying to you know to get to safety uh here. And I love this uh thing where uh Professor Xavier's like the body of Sprite is inhabited by the consciousness of the woman she will one day become and Moria just goes, That's, That's daft, daft. <laughs> <laughs> i need more people i need more people using the word daft like that's daft <laughs> exclamations yeah, like because it means dumb right it's yeah like, absolutely it's, it's very funny for her to just be like that's dumb you fucking idiot <laughs> like, no, no she's like, not <laughs> it's real good i love people doubting professor xavier like you're not you're not a psychic or anything you can't read everyone's mind um a lady cop comes and uh guides them all into a safety but it's mystique wearing a scrambler so professor x couldn't read her mind and she zaps them with a nerve agent uh the cartoon uh you know opens or when they did the days of future uh past kind of thing they had the uh, aerosol mm-hmm. container that bishop saw this is that you're a fan of that aerosol weapon yeah here's the origins all right <laughs> a nutrient bath for the hand <laughs> sort of two in the bush <laughs> uh destiny comes up to mystique and is like hey some weird shit's happening i can't really uh predict the future anymore and uh mystique is like don't worry about it we will prevail because you know mystique talks like that um meanwhile kitty like just thinks to herself of all of the stuff that we saw in the last issue so we can just skip right past all of that yeah yeah didn't didn't need to do that um we go to the actual uh future in 2013 as they're kind of sneaking away from the, uh, the Sentinels. Um, and basically the, you know, they're saying like, Hey, if this plan, you know, works like, that's kind of like, it's similar to age of apocalypse where it's like a two part plan, you know, uh, Kitty is going to undo the future, but they have to act as if the future is still going on. Yeah. Um, and they're all pontificating, you know, and their plan uh, is yeah. to get into the Baxter building where the Sentinels have made their headquarters because, Yes. Franklin Richards. I guess. Yep. And well, and like shut down the Sentinels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is the the idea. And like everyone is just like Storm is like, I in my life I said I would never kill, but I have now, and I will again. You know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh they zap some Sentinels. Sentinels are very weak early on until they need to not be weak. Um, this is when they get in, Storm does her uh lock pick. Like the, there we are Wolverine. It seems I haven't lost my touch. And then two paragraphs that are like four times as big as that word bubble of her explaining being a urchin. Yep. Uh, thief. 
but this is all redeemed by the fact that Wolverine walks up and uses a laser in his belt buckle Boing. to open an elevator. I'd love it. The dude. electric eye beam in my belt buckle. It's so good. Like him just standing with his hands on his hips, like doing a dick zap. The, uh, here. the best part about this is like Wolverine is canonically very, very short. Like he's a, he's a short dude. So either his yeah. legs go way higher than I, I realized, or that's a really low eye beam button. <laughs> it, it, was, it was Franklin's. It was an elevator just for Franklin when he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i this uh this is a tangent and this is really predictable and, and uh immature but i gotta say it him shooting this beam out of his crotch like this made me think of what if cyclops shot his beam out of his dick instead of his eyes sure okay you know mm-hmm. what would that be like um like would it be a, a thing where he would only be able to shoot it if he was like if like in an orgasm like a sex criminals type thing like does he have to like kind of be jerking it in the background for when magneto for like that m- magical moment when magneto is going to be weak and then he like is going to you know what i'm saying <laughs> in, in my mind he could do it any time but that made it very tactically interesting whether he decided to get hard or not but but he would have because to be hard to do he- it we were both in agreement there <laughs> well no no he could do it when he was limp okay it would just be then it'd be really easy to aim or I mean, you know, we don't you know. know we don't know what kind of length he's working with. Like if he's if it's if he's a shower, <laughs> not a grower, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he could yeah, be or he, grower, not a shower. Like he could be like a like he could have he a thumbnail down head. there, and like you just don't know. Yeah. Like we had to get yeah. a pair of tweezers to aim, and that's really difficult. Like you just don't know. Yeah, it'd be really tricky if he had to like, you know, think about Emma, and then like try to get you know Emma Frost, and then try to get a little bit chubbed, and then jeans in the and corner, like really her again? I thought we went over yeah. this. <laughs> let's do a crossover about it real quick i also like Um, let's assume that he shoots laser or concussive beams excuse me uh concussive blasts from his dick uh let's assume assume. that he can do it while he is uh either erect or not um and i i I think you and i both agree like dick size is irrelevant in the modern world like all of like having comparing dick sizes dick waving all that stuff is so immature and and just dumbass all of that stuff like we can all agree on that when i'm making this joke but would it be worth your teammate having concussive beams if all of the other the enemy team is going to do is make fun of his dick size the entire fight (laughs) you know what i'm saying like if you're wolverine you'd be like just keep it in your pants man i don't need magneto fucking like telling us all that we have tiny i don't want it to be called the tiny dick x-men again just because (laughs) (laughs) it'd be really really hard if like cyclops immediately runs up as the leader and is like okay according to formation and then like drops trow And then the, the Sentinels are just like attempting to scan, you know, <laughs> no sign of mutant gift. No and threat then, detected. Yeah. And just like Beast is just like, oh, oh guard. Jesus like, Christ. Oh my God. I can't believe we're having to do this again. <laughs> All the rest of the X-Men who weren't, uh, who were insecure about their members would start going pantsless just to show, man, I don't know if I've told the story on a podcast before. Um, there was a dude, uh, so when I was in high school, I had a friend who hung out with like college kids who were way into drugs. And consequently, I ended up hanging out with these, this crew. And it was real weird and I was never really happy about it. But every once in a while, I go over to this guy named Matthew's house, right? There was a guy there named Bogan. It was his last name. He went by Bogan and he acted just like a Bogan, like Bogan, like, you know, like the, the guy from uh, Hot Fuzz the Yarb guy. Um, and one time uh, I was there with my friend and Matthew and everyone was uh, like, I'm trying to remember the exact situation. They were telling me a story 
where he had come out and his dick was small. Like they had seen it. Like he walked out naked without knowing they were home or something. He was Matthew's roommate. And you know, everybody saw his dick. And then later he like jerked himself up into being hard and came out and was like, no, see, it's not small. <sighs> Isn't that fucking wild? Like, 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 let me prove to you. Let me prove it. Yeah. Let me, getting... oh man, I don't know how long, how long did the erection last? Like, cause I would imagine like going into a room full of people with erection, they all look at you like you're a fucking crazy person. It's like instantly wilting, right? Like you would just like, it's the, the, the vibe there was so fucking creepy and horrible. Like everyone was high out of their mind all the time. So I, I think that it probably just like everybody just laughed. Like I was not high out of my mind, which probably like leads to my adult resentment of being sober around people who are stoned. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that and my childhood of spending my entire child around people who are sober around uh, people who are stoned. Yeah. But like, you know, it was just really awkward for me, but I was trying to fit in. So I like was laughing and stuff. Dude, but, that, is, Bogan. that is that is Bogan with the, just the wild erection, man. That's super- yeah. <laughs> Like imagine so that, that would happen with Cyclops in this, where it's like he, you know, he 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 shows up and he's just like, it's it's time for business. He's not feeling very sexy. Like maybe he's on SSRIs, and then he he pops out and he's like just like really trying to get erect, just so nobody laughs at him anymore. The rest of the X Men are all pantsless just to show off. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. We made a sad X Men. This is this is this, Cyclops would have even more issues. Like he wouldn't even have to go to a, the the bug room about this. He would just be really. No, this really is sad. the black bug. This is what actually happens in the black bug room. Oh God! Like, and, and also, since this is aimed at teens, right? Like we now, as adults, like we're both pushing forty. We understand that dick size is dumb, but as teens, this was all that mattered. Like, sure. Yeah. When I would have been when I was in the main pocket for X Men, I can you know thought about my dick not being big enough conservatively 20 hours a day oh yeah like, easily dude i would you know? like <laughs> mad insecure never never ever took a cat shower after gym class man which probably led to girls rejecting me more than my dick size now that i'm thinking about it you know what i'm saying absolutely <laughs> but yeah yeah yeah, yeah never what uh, never wanted yeah, completely insecure about all of that business like yeah like not 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 good at all also just want to point this out ruby quartz underwear like we gotta have okay. it <laughs> ruby quartz me undies <laughs> 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 excellent days um anywho we should we should continue with this uh this thing sure uh they ride an elevator because wolverine's belt um we go back to (laughs) senate uh during the fight and again these really cool action scenes i love this uh first one here where like you can tell things are going bad uh like colossus has punched into blob uh avalanche has thrown wolverine up on this like block of stone Mm -hmm. you know and he's kind of like whoa uh it's real good yeah nothing nothing good is happening and and storm realizes like actually like we should probably like we we are so confined in here we can't fight like let's get everybody into the outside of outside of the senate and just like summons a hurricane wind and blows everybody including the x-men out of the building and it's very funny to me i I feel like storm was much more powerful at this time yeah you know um and weirdly enough like during this fight blob is kind of the heavy hitter like Blob and Pyro were both incredibly tough uh, during this. Like Blob is absolutely unstoppable. Everybody's, you know, he's fucking everybody up. Uh, Pyro turns his attention to the army uh, who show up with laser tanks from G.I. Joe and creates a, like a gigantic fire monster to fight them, which grabs Wolverine and is like, they're like, yeah, Wolverine will die if they, we don't save him. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine is also pretty depowered in the, or Wolverine is depowered during this time. Yeah, he he seems kind of weak because he's like, you know, if, if Storm hadn't saved me, like I would have been a goner. Like I wouldn't be able to, you know, 
keep up with the my healing factor would have been able to keep up with the flames also i didn't remember and it's been a long time since i've read anything with pyro in it so this is this is just my fault but i thought pyro just like could control fire but like this summoning like sentient fire demons from cigarette lighters is really hilarious to me i just forgot his powers work that way and i kind of love it so yeah yeah it's cool that he makes monsters like fire monsters yeah yeah um yeah um so nightcrawler goes to check in on wolverine and another nightcrawler pops up um obviously mystique's about um and they do the which one do i shoot uh there's a really funny thing where he's like whoever you are villain you just bitten off more than you can chew i like being unique i don't take kindly to doppelgangers neither do i <laughs> same uh, <laughs> same 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 ditto it's, uh, it's like the uh uh it's like arrested development <laughs> With Job yeah. and uh, what's his name? Same, same. Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's really same, good. Same, same, same. Uh, same. Wolverine's plan is to use his claws and approach them, uh, and he's like, "Whoever the real Nightcrawler is, he'll teleport away." And Storm stops him from doing this as well. Uh, Storm's main thing in this is just to fuck everybody all up and then stop uh, Wolverine from doing things. Uh, and this is to assert her leadership. She's like, "He's like, I wouldn't take that from Cyclops." She's like, "You will take this from me." You know, but really approaching with claws was not a horrible plan or anything. Yeah, not at all. Um, like if he, if both of them think that they're going to get stabbed, like you know, Nightcrawler would just teleport. Nightcrawler should just teleport. Why does he not teleport yeah, immediately? He, he like, nope, it's me. You have to threaten to <laughs> you know, threaten him with a stabbing. Nightcrawler forgets how to teleport for twenty-seven seconds. It is the most important twenty-seven seconds. Yeah. Um, uh, this conversation is interrupted with uh, avalanche by avalanche, like you know, avalanching some some floor at them. When Colossus comes over and it says, hey, I've got a really good idea on how we take down Blob. Why don't you kneel down? <laughs> I can yeah. put this iron pipe on you and then like carefully position it underneath Blob and send him crotch first into the air. Yeah. Uh, the Wolverine's whole point in this plan is to have an unbreakable adamantium spine. Yes. Uh, he's not doing anything that a block of adamantium couldn't do. I mean, or um, some steel. Like you, just, yeah. you don't even have to get. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. <laughs> no, yeah, this could have been a really cheap plan. Um, <laughs> when they when he's up in the air, they can punch him. They punch him into avalanche. Uh, you know, the X Men are winning uh, at this point. A storm puts out all the fire. She's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, I can do that." Um, you know, but they, they you know, switch switch partners basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And Nightcrawler takes down Mystique, uh, and they have this really long discussion. He's like, you're Mystique, which like, come on, man. You could have guessed that before. It's like your skin, your eyes were so different or were so alike. And he's like, could it be that you're not as unique as you thought? Ask your mother, Margali Zardos, who would know better than she. Uh, and just like, now is not the time, man. Yeah. Like, well, we got to talk about this right now. Yeah. Send me an email. Please. Um, <laughs> I'm nightcrawler at edu dot. <laughs> and xavier.edu um so uh he wants to keep talking to her but uh angel's like no no we have a job to do they all rush in yeah uh and they they're like oh yeah yeah they wasn't kitty pride protecting him remember the mission which was to protect kelly (laughs) (laughs) they've been out there like fighting these dudes for 24 hours now like oh yeah we should probably go check on that dude that we're supposed to be protecting um, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, in 2013, our our crew has gotten into the inside of the Baxter building, and there's a Omega Sentinel, uh, which is supposed to be a uh, a, a badass 
uh, Sentinel. And Wolverine tries to sneak up on it, and then we get the panel from the cover where he just gets immediately roasted because the Sentinel is a has quicker reaction. And the Sentinel brags about being, uh, hey, we knew you were coming. We allowed you in here. On the floor is just, you know, Wolverine's, like, adamantium skeleton. Uh, which I love that. Looks- it's It's not really, like... There's no close-up or anything. You just see his arm. Yeah. You know. Uh, Storm starts fighting. Colossus starts fighting. And they start fighting back, but they they lose. Uh, one of the uh, Sentinels throws a spear through Storm. Uh, and Colossus loses his mind. And they just show the outside of the building as the Sentinel is thrown out the window. Um, you know, this is uh, mirroring what happened to Colossus earlier with the blob. Um, this is cool. Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, I also like that Sentinels just have spears, like in case they just, you know, need a spear for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. We also get this the couple of shots of Rachel Summers, who's outside, and she's still telepathically connected to Peter, and she doesn't want, like, even though he's, like, filled with rage, she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want him to be alone when he dies, and then, and, like, almost immediately, it's like, oh, there he is, he's dead. Like, and even though I haven't died, like, I've I've been in so many people's heads that have, I'm still terrified about it. And so it's up yeah. to Kitty Pride to save Kelly and stop this from happening. Yep. Uh, plan B failed, so plan A has to win. Uh, we come back to the past where Destiny uh, has a gun trained on Kelly, uh, you know. Um, and they're they're kind of having it out. Like, Kelly is really, you know. Gary, I don't want you to get added in the of on, on Twitter, but this is definitely a crossbow because that's how Destiny rolls. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, yeah. One shot, one kill, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like she, she's the Norman Reedus of uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they have a discussion uh, and uh, Kitty Pride ends up stopping her um, by going phasing through her and it hurts her mind, a temporal anomaly, a part of me consuming me. Uh, so I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know why, you know, she couldn't have punched her. Yeah, or you know, yeah. take in the crossbow because <laughs> it's the yeah, crossbow yeah. still very comes very close to killing Kelly. Phase the senator, or phase the yeah. senator. Yeah, um, yeah, phase the destiny through the floor. But with that, uh, she gets sucked back into the future. Uh, the the two minds meet up, and like it's like there's this weird thing of like impulsively she gives herself a kiss, and like I guess I would probably kiss past <laughs> Jeremy. Like I, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, I don't want to see what it was like. Yeah, I want to get them the concussive blast shooting. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's a it's a it's, it's a real weird little side panel because they don't show it. No, there's just it's just in the narration that she gives herself a kiss, and then she talks about it later. Like when when she comes back, she's like, "I yeah. remember somebody kind of kissing me," and, she, and I'm like, "Did you get drugged, girl? Like this is yeah, bad." Claremont, what are you doing, my man? Yeah. Like this is a real weird touch. <laughs> this is very strange. <laughs> I want to do a time travel comic, but I definitely want to address, would you make out with yourself if you could travel through time? This feels like a bet that he lost with Neil Gaiman or something. Like, I bet you can't make an X-Man make out with themselves. Oh, you want to fucking bet, Gaiman? I'll do that shit next issue. Not even stressed. The the bullpen has, like, the odds board up, and it's like 10 to 1, Key Pride makes out with herself. Chimp Shooter's like, can you please just write a fucking comic book for me? Jesus Christ. Uh, that's good. Uh, so in the wrap up to this, uh, they get everybody on the plane. Um, Mystique is like, you know, we're going to come back to this. I'm going to save all of those people, all of my friends that were captured. Um, uh, you know, Kelly kind of bonds just very briefly. It's like, I'm glad that, you know, Xavier and Warren Taggart are okay. Um, 
Kitty wakes up on the plane going back to the mansion, having no memory of any of this. And the X-Men yeah. don't really know if the future was changed or not. They really don't have any idea. And, yeah. And, and we don't either. Yeah. Uh, Cause we, we, we are kind of led to believe that dark shit's still happening because we get uh, this epilogue where uh, Peter Gyrick is brought back into the fold by Senator Kelly and uh, Sebastian Shaw. Yes. They don't know that he's a mutant and they talk about codename wide, uh, uh, project wide awake which is going to be the big X-Men registration uh, nightmare stuff that happens with like fall of the mutants and stuff in the eighties. Yep. Um, and that's it. Like we're going to go back into like kind of normal X-Men stuff in the next issue. Like we're not, but like the comic just kind of goes back into like, we don't go back to 2013 for quite some time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, again, it gets a lot of uh, its power through like its context. You know, I, I if I was just reading X Men and then just had this two little two two parter in the middle of it, I would have lost my mind. It would have been super cool. And as is, it's responsible for a lot, of, like a lot of the alt future stuff that the X Men do, which like some people don't really dig. Like there, there's a direct line between this and like the Here Comes Tomorrow arc of the Grant Morrison book as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like that is why this is part of the, this is why this is part of the X Men's legacy. Yeah. And, and it's and, not uh, like that's... like a completely original idea, right? Like people have been doing like dark features and everything, but this was so out of nowhere. This was so compressed. This was so so like not even rushed. Like it doesn't even feel rushed when you read it, like because everyone's explaining things all the time. But it just it's so yeah. quick. You're in and out of it, and it's such a it's such a huge. It's such a like very very short but very very deep like in terms of just ideas and and things that could potential potentially happen and this kind of craziness that can be in the x-men universe and it's man it's just kind of like you, you, you just want your brain to go into a million places like what if cyclops dick shots <laughs> lasers <laughs> yeah. um, that's our brains but yeah your average reader probably has their brains go to smarter things <laughs> god i hope um, so <laughs> If the the other Days of Future cast has been joking about dick lasers for a long time, I'm going to be really mad. Super mad. Um, This is, you know, it's not often that you read the origin of one of like the tentpole X-Men concepts, right? Like the X-Men are, you know, government oppression and stuff, uh, alternate timelines, space shit. Um, You know, that's X-Men. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways. And then like a little Savage Land uh, thing. And this is the beginning of one of those huge tiers of like what the X-Men are about. Um, it's not my favorite tier, like, but it's my second favorite tier. Easy. You know, I like the government oppression stuff best, like the, the X-Men versus the government. But uh, I do like the alternate future shit. Yeah. Really need to see the uh, origins. So good shit. Good stuff. And it's really like, I think coming off of Age of Apocalypse, I don't think we intentionally did this, but like it feels like so much of a palate cleanser. Um, just getting yeah. back to you know people looking like people and superheroes looking yeah. like superheroes and not just like enormous weird muscle monsters is is and it's even more bizarre because like after this we're going to be doing deadly genesis and in deadly genesis for whatever reason everybody has a slim figure like it's it's like the yes. opposite of age of apocalypse where everybody looks like a male model like it's very bizarre um and that was part of the idea of like us jumping around to these two different distinct time periods yeah. too mm-hmm. you know um, both of which are alternate history, even though one of them already happened, but both of which are alternate history stories in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, that wraps up days of future past. We're next going to be doing the six issue limited series at Brubaker's X-Men Dudley Genesis. Yep. 
and um, both of the, all of this is available on the MC on the MCU is what I almost said the Mar- Marvel Limited app so you can go read all of this stuff if you have a subscription over there if you like this podcast uh, patreon.com slash stuckfeedtv is the place to go and pledge your support you get all kinds of cool benefits for doing so uh, Slack access you can get episodes early there's thousands of hours of content uh, that is exclusive to that feed so you can go check all of that stuff out we appreciate it when you guys tell your friends about the podcast that's really really nice of you so please continue to do that mm-hmm. and uh, yeah we'll be back pretty soon with Deadly Genesis number one